0: This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on as each week we share an interview. And this week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Joe Cohen, who is the founder and CEO of Self Decode. Now, we get into a lot of things about genetics, genomics, brain fog, gut health, food sensitivities, how to improve your mood naturally, holistic health supplements, and so much more. Um, really, if great conversation. He shares his story. He gets into what he had to do to figure out what worked for him. And in the health world, I am very big about that, not only as a chiropractor or very individualistic in what I did, but also from a nutritional standpoint from and looking at what works for you rather than what is the diet or what is this or what is that. And Joe is setting the pace with that and showing ways of finding out what you need and how to help you. Before we get into the interview... Joe won the genetic lottery of bad genes. As a kid, he suffered from inflammation, brain fog, fatigue, digestive problems, anxiety, depression, and other issues that were poorly understood in both conventional and alternative medicine. Frustrated by the lack of good information and tools, Joe decided to embark on a journey of self-experimentation and self-learning to improve his health, something that has since become known as biohacking. After creating the Biohacker's ultimate resource website, Self-Hacked, Joe moved on to find Self-Decode, the ultimate biotech software platform for DNA and lab-based health recommendations. Today, Joe leads a team of trained scientists, MDs, PhDs, and skilled engineers at Self-Decode to help thousands of people take their health into their own hands with holistic and natural recommendations based on their own health data. Without any further ado, I hope you sit back and relax and enjoy this episode as much as I did. Here is Joe Cohen. Joe welcome to the show
1: hey Vic thanks for having me
0: I'm excited to have you on I love what you're up to I love what you're doing uh, I love your backstory I love everything about it to where how it led you to where you are and before we get into some of those things that we're going to discuss here today um, can you share a little bit about your story how you got into what you're doing what led you to where you are today
1: Yeah. So growing up, I had a lot of health issues. Uh, You know, I try to, I had brain fog, fatigue, uh, mental health issues. I was pretty much like a wreck and those issues were getting worse over time, not better. That's how I knew that I had a problem. Um, Meaning, you know, when you're born into something, you don't, I mean, I, I had these issues since like I was an adolescent. So uh, yeah, just a lot of um, health issues and, you know, no good answers on how to fix it, on, on what the cause was, what I needed to be doing. I went to a lot of doctors. I tried to, you know, do a lot of things on my own. And so uh, I really went on a long journey to find the best approach in fixing my issues. And how
0: frustrating was it when you you couldn't find solutions to that? Like, well, you know, I've been through that path. That's how it got what got me into chiropractic, um, and going through that aspect of like, okay, here's what you need to do, and then it doesn't work. Here's what you need to go, and it doesn't work. Here's what you need to do, and it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was very frustrating. I mean, um, but I'm I'm a very determined person, and I go full like full speed ahead. If, if I think, you know, here's a method. And I think as I got to become like uh, a bit older, like in my early 20s, um, I started to, you know, uh, think more strategically about how to fix my health. And like in the beginning, I think I, I read a lot of self help, hoping that I would find some answers there. Uh, that didn't work out for me. Like I, I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't get anything that really changed anything significant about me. Um, And, you know, and so I, I I quickly saw that I needed to change my biology for example. And that had, you know, that was starting, like that was clear that the biology component was a a very, very significant factor for me. Um, But with the biology Um, the approach that I took really, you know, I, I, I just noticed that, um, certain things that I was doing weren't having the results that I wanted. So when I threw everything, but the kitchen sink at a problem, it, it it was a a way to do it. Right. I mean, that's kind of like one one way that I tackle problems sometimes, like, let's try everything and see if any, like, if I put everything together, if, if it tackles the problem, But it didn't solve the problem. Um, And so it it was clear that everything but the kitchen sink was not a solution. Uh, It was clear to me that, you know, just mainstream doctors were were not the solution for me. Um, I didn't have enough money to go to too many functional health doctors, just to be very honest. So uh, I didn't really try that too much, uh, whereas insurance paid for regular doctors. Um, You know, I I had actually Medicaid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like okay, uh, so I didn't get the best actors either. But basically, um, you know, I, I basically came on a solution of what worked for me was to experiment with one thing at a time, uh, experiment at a physiologically relevant dosage until I noticed an impact, and um, and also to use a precision health approach. Those were the two big uh, factors. So, uh, experimenting with, and I, till this day, I use those approaches and that's what, uh, allowed me to fix all my issues. Number one, and really, you know, take my performance to the next level. Number two, um, it's, it's the combination of experiment with one thing at a time and do it intelligently, uh, through precision health, right? Just don't, don't guess don't use guesswork and just do random stuff. Um, you need to go at it with as much information as possible.
0: And so, when it comes to that kind of information, what are some things that are you utilize and uh, what you do with your company and so forth uh, to uh, really dive in to get as much information that you can, so you you can address things as, as individual and specific as possible.
1: Yeah. So. You know, um, that's, you know, you bring it up, but that, that's exactly how I got into precision health, right? Because I said, okay, I've got all this data about me with my genetics and my lab tests, um, and I'm not utilizing this, and nobody else, you know, it's not being utilized uh, to improve my health. So I figured, and, and one of the reasons was because there weren't the proper tools around to uh, utilize genetics and lab tests, um, in, in, uh, with software. And so that was the impetus to found self decode where I said, okay, there's no software out there to do it. I need to build this on my own. And so I started that company, um, and over time, and also just build out the information that was needed to find things out. So the information data, the database of information, quality information, uh, and the software to serve up that information, uh, depending on, you know, what the uh, factor was for your genetics and lab tests. And so as a whole, uh, the way to think about it is your genetics is a very good way to figure out your predispositions, uh, look at certain genes and see what you know, uh, what is contributing to those predispositions and what are uh, recommendations that could help even more. Um, and then the lab tests and biomarkers are very good for tracking. And so the, uh, the, the general approach is to use genetics and biomarkers to either predict, find, prioritize recommendations, and then um, track those recommendations. Um, and so that's that's what i've been doing um and it's been you know it's it's been super super helpful in helping me fix all my issues
0: i love that and i think that's it's something that's key because i you know looking at in just my background and my journey you know i'm i'm very big in the metabolic health i've been studying it for 15 16 years uh, and my chiropractic degree, and just going into the sciences of biochemistry and physiology, and all that stuff, took it to a whole nother level—the depths of what I, th- I thought I knew a lot until that happened. Um, and it's—it's it's always fascinating to, um, you know, you can read. I read a lot of science and studies that come out, and I'm always trying to keep on top of everything. And it, it was one of the things where it was pivotal—the change for me is using um, looking at your genetics to see how your body works specifically compared to other things. And, and we're going to, I want to touch base with this, you on a little bit on this too, because even your microbiome, I've done testing on that just to see, you know, one day I was like, you know what, you know, this, this, this whole, my, I was studying microbiome like 12 years ago. And it was like, I got to a point where I'm like, there's, we should be looking at that because that's actually what digests our food and, and gives our body nutrition. You know, it, the poop gives it, uh, our body what it needs. And why don't we look there and see what they want rather than us just saying this diet or that diet or this. And so, and I'm sharing this for the listeners, just to grasp how important it is to really look at things. Because like one thing for me is I've been big into, I don't want to say I was big in the keto diet. Cause it was, it was a diet we used, uh, like 14, 15 years ago, but it wasn't called keto. It was just a high fat diet. And, uh, came to a point where when I did my genetic testing to see what's, what, what my body needs from a metabolic health, how it operates and so forth, it was very fascinating to see that what showed up was actually the polar opposite of what I was doing. And what that means is, uh, instead of consuming 10 to 10% carbs for my macros in a day, uh, I needed about 30, 35% carbs. And just having that information made a huge difference in, in in what I my life and how it affected me. And so, um, with the stuff that you do, then with your company, you know, self decode, self decode. It's one of those things where you do the genetic testing, you do the biomarking markers uh, and things like that to get as specific as you can for people that work with you, utilize that.
1: That's correct. So, uh, an individual will either upload an existing genetic test or they'll, they'll get a genetic test. And based on that, we uh, genotype uh, 83 million, we we genotype 700,000 variants, but uh, through machine learning and AI, we can actually predict 83 million variants. And so altogether we're analyzing 83 million variants, uh, which is all the SNPs that an individual has. Um, And you know we use big data and machine learning in order to uh for each topic in order to predict it in order to look at the top SNPs involved uh and all you know and and also uh in order to prioritize recommendations uh based on that uh genetic predisposition now something that's important to note uh is to note when it comes to genetics is um the difference between good quality and not good quality is the difference between, you know, having like everything and nothing. Right. Uh, So when it comes to looking at your genetic variants, um, you want to look at uh, studies have found that millions of variants can contribute to a risk for something for predisposition. And so you want to look at those You know, however many variants, whether it's millions or it could be hundreds of thousands, you want to look at all those variants when you're coming up with a risk. You could only do that with a very sophisticated platform. And that's one of the things that uh, we specialize in uh, is, you know, looking at uh, many millions of of, uh, or hundreds of thousands of variants rather than a lot of companies just look at uh, one or two variants. And uh, these, these uh, prediction models based on looking at just a few variants are basically not predictive at all. Um, so it, it's important to note that. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, we've done studies, internal studies where, you know, because we have uh, the UK Biobank, so we could test things and we, we use it to validate what we're doing. Uh, so when we test, like the models that other companies are using, it basically is almost like a random number generator, um, which means that it's not predictive at all, right? You put in some SNPs, it doesn't predict anything. However, when we use our models with uh, the, the sophisticated models, the predictions are quite good. So we put in, you know, all the models out there, right? We've tested the top models uh, in the industry and we've tested uh, some, you know, some models that are using just a couple variants. Um, we've tested academic models and our models actually outperform the uh, the academic and industry uh, models. And that's something that we're going to be publishing on now um, into peer review journals, but, We've tested it also against uh, companies claiming to do consumer genetics, and they're not actually um, uh, using the models that they're using is not predictive at all. So that's something to realize when, you know, uh, I think it's clear to everybody that genetics is super important, um, meaning like it is your blueprint and the information from there could be very useful. But the quality of the information is 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 solely dependent on the quality of the analysis of that information.
0: That's so true. That's pretty in-depth and very specific stuff you guys got going on there. And it's kind of cool how, you know, you're looking at it from what the standards are and what you guys are doing and going to be publishing that. that, that congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. And so let's then, let's look at, you know, talking about how can... Some of my listeners, are very big into, uh, you know, just peak performance, showing up their best, how to have better mental clarity, to be better with productivity and stuff like that. What is, you know, when it comes to things like brain fog, why does that happen? What are some things that can, uh, can be done and to help people to kind of clear that and help them level up more?
1: So brain fog is something that uh, can be very broad right? So there could be many, many reasons why someone has brain fog. Uh, Some people could have brain fog, but no health issues whatsoever, right? Um, Meaning like, is somebody brain fogged and also tired? Are they brain fogged and stressed? What is the brain fog going with? So if it's just brain fog on its own, nothing else, then it's probably some issue with neurotransmitters or, uh, you know, Something that, you know, they want to optimize their brain function, right? Like their brain is just not working at certain points of the day. And that has to do with like some health optimization stuff, some neurotransmitters. Um, But often brain fog will go with something else. If you're tired in brain fog, well, maybe you have some kind of toxins in your environment. Are you sleeping enough? Right. I mean, you first want to go through the basics. Like, are you sleeping enough? But after that, it could be, do you have toxins? Are you sensitive to foods, right? Does it occur after eating? Uh, Does it occur after sitting for a long time? You really have to pay attention and see, kind of get the uh, background. And then there's a lot of conditions that have brain fog, right? There's, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the previous pandemic Uh, you know, the brain fog is a big symptom there. Right. Um, And so, I mean, there is, you know, the the question is like, do you have a condition that is, that causes brain fog? Do you have just not optimal health or do you need to change around your neurotransmitters? Um, And you could figure these things out based on, uh, you know, I I think genetics is one tool uh, for sure there's lab tests right you might have a deficiency on something so um, you know lab tests and biomarkers could see if there's something wrong if there's nothing wrong on your lab tests and um and you know you could also check for your genetics and see um for example we have a brain fog report actually but if there's something that uh is not like you know if there's something that um it's going together with something else, and it's more like a condition. Then you have to get to the underlying problem.
0: Gotcha, and I like I like how you didn't just give me a blanket answer. You were like, "If it's this, could be that; could be this; could be that; could be here; could be over here. This we've got to look here if it mixes with this." And that I think that's very individual approach to things, and that's very much needed uh, in many ways because too many times we may. You can look up Google, oh, here's what to do for this. And it's like people get into those kind of things. And it's like, you got to find what works for you uh, and what's going to help you at the end of the day.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of brain fog cases and there's no one reason for it. So, and, and I think that's true for most things. It's like, there's no just one cause for any kind of issue. You have to really look holistically at what's going on.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I appreciate being a chiropractor because it's one of those things that's what we always look at. Like if someone comes in, I always used to talk. I, I started educating my patients on day one. If they come in and they have back pain or a neck pain or digestive issues, or their their child's colicky or not sleeping or not having whatever might show up, I'm always like, that's not the issue. And they'll be like, wait a minute, I, I'm feeling it. That, that's where it's at. And I'll be like, that's just a symptom. Here's here, let me once I get done with this analysis, I can show you some of the, the, the cascading effect that led to this. And this is the, this is like the, 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 the weakest link and that's why it's showing up here. But there is a whole plethora of stuff going on. Uh, and when we look at it and do the whole full analysis, it's always been uh, fascinating to see and share with them. That's what I get excited about where I'm like, here's why this showed up in your life today. And then I just kind of walk backwards and show here's what's going on from a neurological perspective. There's other things that we can add, like you're kind of mentioning some of the stuff here, neurotransmitters and, you know, all these other things that we can do. Um, But then there's that whole process of just looking at saying, we're going to come from the nervous system first. And then we take that approach, moving down to other things that add into the mix. How is, you know, one of the things a lot of people had go through with the pandemic was um, I remember when the lockdowns were coming, I was trying to educate as much as I can about um, mood and emotional health and mental health. And I said, if we, if the lockdowns stick around and we stay in this quarantine and how things went, I was like, we're going to have a huge mental health issue on our hands. We already have one. It's only going to be worse. How can we improve mood naturally?
1: So I think, um, uh, mood that, I mean, that that's something that's very, uh, important to me because I felt like that's something that I made a huge change on. Um, you know, I've always been inconsistent in my mood. Um, I've had a lot of mood issues, mental health issues throughout my life, and that's something that I've been able to completely fix. I mean, I basically fixed—I I fixed all of my health issues. And um, you know, at this stage, it's just about optimizing uh, all the areas of my life one by one. And so, I go through one area at a time. Mood was something that. I say I fixed in some sense like a few years ago, whereas it wasn't um I wouldn't say I was like in a disease state or anything, but I was not optimal and then the pandemic and a breakup and like a whole bunch of things came together. I moved to a new country um everything came together to cause like a perfect storm where i I was like you know um and you know and also stressed from work, of course um everything came together that was like, okay, I got to take care of my mood. And so that's something I focused on for like three months and I was able to make a dramatic change, um, uh, to my mood and, and not only like short term, but over the long term. So, you know, and, and this is where precision health comes in because this is something that genetics actually really helped me with, uh, it, it impressed upon me, my genetics, that my serotonin was a problem. And uh, based on the reports that, that I had and, and the genes that were coming up for them um, and the recommendations that came up. And one of the top recommendations for me was 5-HTP. Um, and I find that that is like, without that, I mean, I'd have to take a whole load of supplements that need to increase serotonin. Um, and, but that was increasing serotonin for me with, it was a game changer. I was deficient on serotonin. Um, I had good enough GABA levels. My dopamine levels were, were fine, were, you know, pretty decent, uh, especially in certain areas of the brain. Um, but really it was, uh, serotonin was my problem. Um, There's also other things like endorphins, there's, you know, uh, cannabinoids, uh, the cannabinoids I felt like also were a bit of a problem, but, uh, the cannabinoids were something I fixed because of my inflammation, but the, the serotonin was still a big problem. And I found that until I fixed that and, and I, I knew that was the problem. And then I focused on it, I fixed it. And now I know that, okay, in my regimen, I need these things and and i need to be consistent about it and whenever i find that i don't take it then i start my mood starts to get worse and um and not only serotonin it was also bdnf so anything that increases bdnf and serotonin are like super super uh important for me it's Without BDNF, serotonin is not enough. And, and without ser, uh, serotonin, BDNF is not enough. So I, need, I needed both of those neurotransmitters. Um, and, you know, that's not true for the other neurotransmitters. I, so that's where this precision health comes in. You need to find what works for you and then do that. And, and I actually created, just because I, um, you know, just because I was so passionate about it, I created my own uh, mood formula. Uh, just because I felt like there's a large percentage of the people with my kind of issues that uh, I think could use this formula. And I also created it as a general purpose formula for people who don't want to get their genetics done. Um, and and so that's on, uh, you know, getjoe.co. We have a mood formula. But essentially, I think the way to really do it is to first go through your genetics, look at the different mood topics and, and look at what the recommendations are there. Um, if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, I I have a formula, but essentially the mood was like, I think people really downplay mood because if your mood is not good, then your life is like, you know, 50% worse. (laughs) I don't know what to say. It's like, like five times worse. Right. I mean, I became so much happier when I fixed my mood because now I'm I'm just always in a good mood. Right. And I know if I'm not in a good mood, Hey, wait a second. Did I forget to take my supplements today? Um, and you know, there, there was one day by the way, where I wasn't in a good mood in the past year. Um, and it turned out that I was deficient in thymine. And so, and I just, I was like, what am I deficient in? Because, This has been working for me, you know, for a year, and I took the supplement today. Didn't you know? Didn't work. Thymine, by the way, is in my supplement, but I was doing an experiment um, without the, you know, just like uh, separate ingredients. I was trying out like a new formula, and I was like, "Wait, why is my mood worse here?" Uh, You know, I I realized I'm not taking my supplement, but why is it worse? And then it turned out that it was thymine. Like that was like I was just deficient in thymine. Which, by the way, my lab test came up with a couple of years ago, but I just forgot about it, <laughs> and then I just haven't think about it. Wait a second, am I getting enough thymine? And I, you know, and so this you don't want to underestimate this precision health when when you're really uh, trying to fix an issue.
0: No, it's so true in so many ways. And and for the listeners too, like, you know, I I remember I had, I took five HTP when I was in chiropractic school because I suffered from seasonal acute uh, depression and there was a vitamin D effect to that. Uh, But my mood, I needed to enhance my, I, I, now I've never been tested to a certain, well, I was tested in some ways, but not like lab result wise and stuff like that or genetic markers. But um, I used to take it for that reason for that. You know, for the listeners, 5 HDP is something that's a precursor to creating serotonin. Uh, and for some, it can work wonders. I mean, I've, I read the research that said it does. And then some others. It's like, well, we don't have 100% proof that if we do this, it it, it can enhance it. But for I know for you, it did. For me, it did. Um, I've had some patients go on and it didn't. Uh, but I've had patients go on and it did, which is interesting. But who couldn't get enough of BDNF? I mean, brain derived neurotropic factors. I mean, don't we all, can't we all just benefit from it?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, you could make that case about every neurotransmitter, right. Um, of course. like, <laughs> you know, like, do, do we not, do we not all want more serotonin? Do we not all want more oxytocin? <laughs> do we not more like in a natural way? Um, I think, Look, at the end of the day, there's people who don't get seasonal affective depression. You know, I don't know how else to to say it, right? Um, Which, by the way, is is purely based on uh, BDNF. Um, Not purely. It's mostly based on BDNF and to some degree serotonin, uh, maybe some dopamine, but mainly BDNF, I would say. uh, Because light stimulates BDNF. So... You know, it all depends on, um, I have a, a specific genetic variant that makes my BDNF uh, be, be lower. And some people, uh, mo- you know, I'd say probably most people don't have that variant. So yes, everybody needs more BDNF. Everybody could use more BDNF. Um, and, and by the way, there's there's sometimes, there is negatives to everything that you increase, right? And it's not like, let's just get more of everything because, uh, there's actually some negatives. For example, there's studies that show that maybe you could have more PTSD, more likely to get PTSD if your BDNF levels are too high or, um, you know, theoretically there's like different things, but most of the time people are not suffering from too high of BDNF. That's why it's not really an issue. Um, but you know, um, the problem becomes when your BDNF is even lower than normal so you know some people like if they just get out for an hour a day then they're you know they, they, they they're in a good mood right for me i need like 2 to 3 hours minimum if not like 4 to 5 or i could do less if i'm also taking a lot of BDNF supplements which i do so um but yeah i think you know it, it's uh it depends on the person like where your baseline is and how much you need to increase it. But generally anything that increases BDNF for me is good for my mood, like exercise, like light, and then the supplements as well. And I need a kick from supplements because uh, just getting BDNF through light and exercise often are not good enough for me.
0: What are So what are some like BDNF supplements you take um, or let me take a step back with that. What are some labs that you said there's genetic genetic stuff you can look at? Are there other labs that you would recommend that you you have or your company offers and so forth that people can take to know where they are? Because I think it's very critical to for people to understand where are their neurotransmitters, where are they deficient at, where are they good at um, so they can balance those out. Because like <clears throat> through my own self-experimenting, without labs, um, I found out that dopamine was something that I needed to increase. Um, And I knew that because, well, I kind of, I knew the, I kind of was like, things were just showing up. My gut kept saying, I need to take L-tyrosine. I need to take some vitamin C with this. And I was just like, I feel like I got to go this route. And I started to do it. And it was like about a month later, all of a sudden I wasn't being as uh, mentally exhausted at the end of my day, but there was also mood stuff that wasn't showing up as much. And I was just like, all right, there's something to this. I'm like, all right, I think I finally, I didn't realize I needed this. And I was talking to my chiropractor who's big in nutrition about this. And he's like, oh yeah, man, he goes, "Bubble." he's just rattling all this stuff off. I'm like, that's exactly what I was going through. But I'm curious though, because I'm all about testing. Uh, I don't believe in just take stuff and do it. I mean, I've, I've been been—I've been around in the game long enough to where I can kind of figure out in some ways, but I do have other ways I can measure things. But I was like, I read, uh, if there's a lab to do it, I'm gonna do it. So what are some things that, that can be done?
1: So with BDNF, there's actually a a specific genetic variant. Normally, I would say you want to look at many genetic variants, and that's where the polygenic risk scoring comes in that we have. Um, In this case, it's actually you could look at one genetic variant and have a pretty decent idea of like if someone's a high or low. Um, So you would be able to look through the BDNF gene in the platform and and look at uh, a person's variant. Uh, to see if they have higher or lower levels. Um, we have posts on that that make it easy to to see uh, and reports that make it easy to see if someone's higher or lower BDNF. Um, but that's one, you know, so that's the BDNF thing. I think that you there's no blood test for it, unfortunately, because it is in the brain. And the best way actually is just uh, based on your genetics and, and there's variants for it. You could just search the platform and they'll tell you what you are. Awesome. Joe, how can people find you, follow you, check out
0: your company and all that good stuff?
1: Uh, so yeah, they, uh, selfdecode.com is the company and that's where they could follow me on Mr. Biohacker on Instagram. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the uh, selfdecode, they could you know sign up to our email list um, and uh, yeah, they can, uh, I, I would highly recommend Trying it out. Um, and uh, we have a coupon code as well for your audience. Um, did you want me to say that now? Dr. Vic20?
0: Yeah, it'll be Dr. Vic20. I'll have that in the show notes for you guys. So if you want to get, you know, that that discount, that coupon code, check it out in the show notes. You'll have it there for you guys to get access to that. Yeah, but
1: John. And then, um, oh, Oh, sorry. Uh and I would just say that uh, so that and if for whatever reason, someone doesn't want to do their genetics, which I highly recommend. Um, you know, they could also go to getjoe. for my mood formula. That's just what worked on me and what works on a lot of people. Uh, it is—it's a general mood formula. It is uh, focused more on serotonin. So, um, you know, um, if you know your biology already and you know that serotonin is not your issue, then probably you don't need it. I would say, right? But yeah. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you for coming on
0: sharing your wisdom and what you're doing, your story, how you got to where you are today and some ways to help people elevate their mood, brain fog, and learn some things about why it's important to know what your genetic genetic markers are so that you can more customize what you need for you rather than uh, just taking something because someone said, or there was some study that came out or something along those lines.